Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It With Matt Stewart on Monday the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, mate, just a quick heads up before we get into this episode that uh, we recorded this episode and the next episode, the final episode of season two, back-to-back, and there's a little spoiler in this episode about the next episode. Does that make sense? It wasn't me, it was Cass. Cass, she did it. I did it. My my brain went into a colander and all the juices of my knowledge flowed out and I was left with the husk of what I once knew. Anyway, <laughs> if you don't want to catch that minor spoiler and you haven't seen episode 10 yet, watch episode 10, then listen to episode 9 and 10 after that, just like we did. Yeah, join us. Now on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates and popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm joined, as always, by the official second banana of the show, toast of the show about games, for games. It's called For Gaming Game, boys. Let's game it together, girls too. It's Evan Munro-Smith. Hey, it's good to be here. Hey, it's good to have you back. Um, we missed last week. Yes. Uh, which will mean nothing to people listening in the future, but uh, for those people waiting patiently, oh, it's been yeah. a real nightmare of a week. I hope you had a good uh, primates holiday, everybody listening. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed your week off. Uh, you earned it. Yeah. You deserved it. It's called taking the apes day. Yeah. So uh-huh. when you take a day to simply be a primate. <laughs> mm. yeah. Escape the monkey house and just be yeah. an ape. It's important to do that mid-season sometimes. This week, we've also got a special guest for the first time in this second season. Oh, yeah. I don't think we've had a guest. It's just been you and me. Yeah. And sometimes only just me. No, it's always been you and me. Mostly due to lockdown. Um, yeah. But now the restrictions... We still have, have friends, <laughs> if yeah. that's what you're implying. Yeah, we still home. have guests. We have just guests. Not on the show. <laughs> not on the show or in our houses. <laughs> but that's starting to change. So this week, joining us back in the monkey house from Sans Pants, it's Cass Page. Welcome back, Cass. Ooh, ah, <laughs> good to be here. Good I had to, to be here. bring up an old episode um, script thing that I used to use to remember how I introduce guests. <laughs> <laughs> and I, when I looked it up, I'm like, nah, I probably could have come up with that myself. <laughs> Funny that I thought it was some intricate thing. It really, really, really wasn't. Someone um, 
someone use the word, uh, use the phrase second banana in um, just in general conversation today. I thought, oh, yeah, that's a thing people say. I've never heard anyone actually say that outside of you calling me that on this show. Did you think I came up with it? No, I, I kind of was vaguely aware of the term. I knew what you meant. I didn't. I didn't, it wasn't like, why are you talking about fruit, man? <laughs> but, um, but it's just, it's not a common phrase, really. Hmm. I, I haven't found it to be anyway. I'd heard it once before, and that was reading one of the old Simpsons comics, and Marge oh. had said something like, second bananas no more. Right. To what she was referring to, I couldn't say. <laughs> the relevance of the joke also escapes me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe it was more like a, an old showbiz term, but yeah. it was... Graham Kennedy's second banana. Yeah. Other examples. <laughs> but what? But I, I don't know. I don't know a whole heap about bananas. Mm-hmm. Cavendish. Yeah. Is one oh, kind. Yeah. Ladyfinger. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We've oh, we've talked about bananas on the show. How all bananas are the same banana, and so lolly bananas used to be the old banana. Oh we've yes. Talked about this. Yeah. yeah. Spoken about this. Yeah. Okay. Was... We actually know a lot about bananas. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. So if that's what people are thinking at home that we don't know a lot about bananas, you're wrong. You've embarrassed yourself there very early in the episode as well. I hate embarrassing our listeners because they're, so, they're so, so good to us. <laughs> Their they're pride so, is so second banana to, to us. Yes. Cass, it's so good to have you back here. Oh, it's good to be in the monkey house once more. It was, and I didn't even think of it. How funny is this? It was only when reading out um, uh, at the end of the show where we read a bit, a bit of feedback, some questions and comments about the episodes, and Vicente Chapman message in saying, hey, why don't you get Cass Page on? She was on the last time, the first time you talked about the Umbrella Academy, why haven't you had her on? And we're like, oh, we can't have guests in the, hang on a second, we can now have guests in the studio. I hadn't put it together. So thanks, for Chenti. Sorry. Yes, for Chenti. Sorry, Vicente. Um, so, yeah, you can thank Vicente for getting you out of the house. Thank tonight. you, Vicente, for getting me out of the house. Oh, oh yeah. You did it genuinely. I think you're like, yeah, thanks a lot, Vicente. <laughs> thanks a lot. I could have been ha- taking the ape stay. <laughs> so we're up to the second last episode of the Umbrella Academy. Did you had you watched season two? Oh yes, watching all of season two is an activity I partook in during lockdown. Right. Um, which was great when you were like, "Hey, you want to come on the show?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, I've seen all of this," and then realized that that was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, it was so long ago. I, that's exactly you watched it just like I would have watched it normally. Just smashed it out pretty mm. quickly. It's been interesting to watch it week by week. Every oh. every Thursday, running a bath, getting <laughs> in the bath, pressing play, and watching the Umbrella Academy. It's been very nice, mm. but it's also been weird, especially the last. After episode eight, I was like, I just want to watch episode nine right now. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out for it. And then we had a week off. So it's only today did I finally get to watch it. But Oh, my God. You were faithful to the to the oh, construct you set. Fa- I always stay faithful. Oh, my God. <laughs> always stay faithful. You have a saint's patience. Yeah, I You do. should be canonized. Yeah, I should be. Go saints. Um, <laughs> it's, good to have, it's good to do the week by week thing, I think, though, because it's it can be a lot to take in and it's nice to let it sink in mm. over the week. Um which I, I didn't get to do for these these ones. I watched the last two back to back. No spoilers to the to episode ten yet. We're talking about episode nine, but um, but man oh man, it's a uh, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it feels like a whole season happened in these last <laughs> yeah. two episodes. To to describe from episode nine, I mean episode eight as it ends, you're like, oh, it's kicking off. Mm. It does kick off. <laughs> 
Yeah. The the end of the end of episode eight kicks off and it doesn't stop. Well, yeah. which is interesting because I, I think at the end of last week's episode or the last episode of this, um, I said I'm like this doesn't it doesn't feel like there's two more episodes. It feels mm. like there's one more episode after episode eight. Mm. This feels like we're at pretty much at the end, but no, there's still there is. They find yeah, a lot. Vanya was exploding again. Yeah. That happens at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are they going to fill these two episodes? <laughs> uh, well, this is how they do it with episode number nine. It's called, is this what it's called? 743. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the synopsis is, as the fives plot against each other, <laughs> one of the siblings makes a big sacrifice to help Vanya and Leela learns the truth. Lila. Lila <laughs> learns the truth about her parents. How have I still not got my head around Well, that? because Leela also had a whole parental figuring out arc oh, as well. Yeah, she did too. Yeah. Oh, uh, which is a great arc. Oh, that's so obviously, lovely. That's obviously why Matt's getting confused. Yeah. It was the parental <laughs> arc. <laughs> it's so confusing to remember who has parents. I get it. Yeah. A big, I am a big, I'm a big fan of both Lila and Leela. Both great characters, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the episode begins with Alison Diego and Klaus. Claus. Klaus. 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 <laughs> I'm now I'm starting to doubt myself. <laughs> Santa Claus, yeah. Vanya's yeah. exploding. Mm. Yeah. It picks up immediately after episode eight. Uh, yeah, she's sort of mid-explosion. See, it takes a while. Mm. Um, they're given a bit of time. Unless they're just extending it out for dramatic purposes. Maybe they're doing that. I guess that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, Alice and Diego and Klaus are in the FBI building just down the hall from her. Um, it's pretty pretty chaotic in there. Mm. Several people have died uh, yeah. in her there's, radius. There's bodies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we we don't ever hear about their families. And it's like the no. Austin Powers where they... Well, oh. I think they said... That, so the two people in the room with her, they kind of set up as bad people, yeah, right? Yeah, they were like, you don't, won't feel bad for yeah. them. And all the others are just bodies. You never even saw their faces. Yeah. Mm. And I'm look, I'm not, I only saw blood on the ones that were in the room with her. Maybe the ones in the hallway were just... Maybe they were just sleeping. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe they were, Maybe they were knocked out. Nap. They could plausibly have just been knocked out. Yeah, like the siblings were, uh, or were soon to be. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. I f- I was watching every time in the show where her sort of energy ball sprouts out. What did you? Th- what do you think it would feel like? Because oh. I I was imagining it would feel like you were wet. But as it moved over oh. you, you'd like know you were dry, but it would feel like that ah. spot is wet. You know when you like grab clothes and you're like, I don't know if this is wet or cold yeah, because it's winter. I feel like it would move through your body. And if your clothes could have a feeling as well, the clothes would be like, I'm wet. <laughs> and then as it moves past, you're like, oh, I guess I'm dry. Oh, that's <laughs> that, cool. That feels that <laughs> feels I, right. <laughs> I had Yeah, that feels better than what I think what I was assuming was it would just be like a warm vibration. Yeah. Oh. That was my vibe too. Yeah, so we're, we're hack, I think, Evan. <laughs> we have hack imaginations. I think Cass was probably right. I was inspired by the washing, so was <laughs> ah. I. <laughs> I was r- reminded in front of me of the, um, oh, this is grim, the, the explosion in Beirut that happened this year, that incredible footage of, because so many people were filming because there was that first sort of smoke plume and then when the um, chemicals exploded, I can't remember what it was, but um, when that, like, the big explosion happened, it's it's incredible. I was Working, I was looking at news footage of it for a job recently, and it's like going frame by frame. It's like, oh, right. it looks like a Hollywood film the way that the, the, you can see the shockwave approach. Um, wow. 
Wow. It's pretty incredible. And just like knocking out the windows before it like hits the camera and then oh, it's just like over. It's but pretty full on having a, that's, that was your day at work one day. It was watching people explode. Uh, well, I mean, Jesus. watching. I mean, you didn't you didn't see any people in it. I mean, there was a bit of cognitive dissonance there. I could just like this is a cool explosion. I mean, uh, but when you think about it, yes, lots of people did die, and it was not not at all a cool explosion. It was. Were you just checking the time on that? Do so, <laughs> we need to edit this out? What has Evan said? It was it was, it was a tragic incident. But I, what I mean is that I don't edit it. this podcast. Evan. I know, yeah. <laughs> Unless you really ask me to. No, no, no. It's it's fine. Um, it's uh, it's. An incredible thing to see, um, even if it was a tragic incident as well. But wet is good too. That I think that's a very more a more appropriate way to describe the <laughs> yeah, feeling wetness. of <laughs> yes. yeah. a, a force wave that she has. Yeah, um, <clears throat> great, a great effect. There was some some really good effects in these episodes as well, which yeah. I think they. I guess they. I was wondering that. Do you save up because you need to make it feel bigger as well? I suppose coming to the end of the season. So I imagine they, like, if the budget was split up <laughs> ten ways per episode. I didn't even consider the budget. That's a great idea. I, I imagine there'd be. You'd see that there, it was peaking in the last episodes for. Yeah, yeah. I still feel like the coolest thing we've seen of all the show is the opening. Sequence yeah, that of is true. Two. I think. Well, I think there would be a big peak at the start and then yeah. starting to climb again at the end. But yeah, that opening sequence, I was. Do you remember that cast? There's like a, a right at the start of season two. It's when you see the. Is it the, the Soviets or yeah? Uh, the there's this cool sequence where you see all the Umbrella Academy people doing all their moves. <gasps> yes, and they're they're fighting everyone off. Yeah. It's um, only a very quick sequence because yeah. then they because then um, uh, Hazel arrives and and they go back in time and all, all, all it starts. But, yeah, um, and we still. I mean, it's hard to think now that they're going to get back to that scene because the yeah, the, it, it's meant to happen quite soon, right? How did it happen so quickly from the seven days that the Soviets were landing? So they must already be in the area. Um, I guess so. So, oh, the, so the logic, the logic was that the the Vanya explosion, um, so that which is happening at the moment where we're up to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what Diego saw in the um, the switchboard room at the um, the uh, commission uh, was that that explosion was interpreted as a Russian bomb or something like that, or right. a Soviet attack, uh, and JFK survived in this scenario. And went to war with the Soviets, and that's I think that's what we were gotcha. seeing right at the start of the season. Mm. But that is, I, I, there was quite an ex- escalation, like the yeah, because I think that opening scene was only a fairly, few days after. Yeah, wasn't mm. I think so? Was there a date? There was a date attached to that. I just can't remember exactly where that lands because we've we, we've just been. Well, it's been the whole time. It's been the end of the world's coming in a week, and that is what the end of the world yeah, was. Yeah, that's true. I thought we were just sort of racing towards this JFK day, but but. Yeah, maybe they just got mushed together. Mm. Anyway, look. anyway, so Spanya <laughs> is exploding. You're going to be fast. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, you go. Hey, we're gonna, we're probably going to come uh, have a war with you. Yeah. Don't want to put a date on it because we don't want to put any sort of pressure on anyone. Dear JFK, <laughs> ding book. We're war coming at some next point. week. Ding. <laughs> don't prepare. Ding. Oh, that's good. That's a good last line. <laughs> Getting their heads. <laughs> so first, uh, we've got Alison, Diego, and Klaus. They're trying to get to Vanya to stop her exploding. Yeah. Or, you know, f- doing that explosion thing she does. Um, and they're arguing. They're arguing over who's to go first. Uh, 
Especially Klaus doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to die. I, yeah. I, for this sequence, this is the first note I took because I, I remembered this from when I watched the whole thing. When, when Klaus is like, it's okay, Vanya knows who I am and who I am is sexy trash. And I remember <laughs> that line happening and being like, oh, it's pretty self-aware. Self-aware. Yeah. I thought the same, yeah. It's interesting and I think that is the moment where the show starts to get silly. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think that marks the start of silly and self-aware silly mm. because I think there's I think there's a nice level of self-awareness that you can have within a show that sort of like is playful and it's nice and I think all the family tensions build up enough over time that the audience knows what it is they can sort of have fun and go a bit silly with it. So like these conversations. Yeah. He was like, I'm sexy trash. And it's like, oh, that's a step further yeah. than what I was expecting. Mm. Yeah, this is like, you don't, you wouldn't think he would, he would kind of know he's trash. It's weird of, for him to think of himself as sexy trash somehow. I, it's, is it the sexiness? I think it's the vocalization of it in that moment. Right. To, yeah. To be like, because he's not, he seems like a person who, cares about other people, like acts in his own self-interest, but he doesn't, it's almost jarring for him to, in that moment, instead of being like, I can't do it, he's like, I am sexy trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is an ad for me, Klaus the man. <laughs> uh, so he he doesn't go. First, Alison goes, all right, I'm going. She tries to, she doesn't get too far, and the force of Vanya throws her back, knocks her out. Then Diego goes, he tries to sort of climb up the floor with his knives, like he's sort of scaling a building. Mm. I don't, Good strat. M- most people who are yeah. listening would have seen it, but if you haven't, I guess the, the force is coming out, out of Vanya and at them horizontally along the floor. So they're having a sort of... Through um, a corridor yeah, or a hallway, yeah. yeah. So they try, basically the, uh, they're being pushed sideways and having to like, uh, crawl up the floor against her force. Mm. Diego fails. He yells out just before he's going. He's like, I'm not going to make it, Klaus. It's up to you. And he loosens a spooled up uh, fire hose mm. for Klaus to crawl up. It was real smart by yeah. Diego. And then so Klaus goes for it. Uh, he gets close enough to open the door but then loses his grip, knocks himself out. <laughs> and we're like, oh, well, it's all fucked then, isn't it? Yeah. I assume. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. I don't know what they're going to do for the last episode, but it ends now. <laughs> But then all of a sudden, Ben arrives, and because uh, he's a ghost, he can just stand there calmly, not yeah. getting pushed around by the Vanya bomb forces. Yeah. One, Very of, one cool. of the perks. One of the many, probably yeah. many oh. perks. One of the perks of being a wallflower. Is that not a the only. Oh, is that what that movie was called? And Yeah, in the book, but I think. Okay. I, mean, <laughs> I think. I mean, I haven't that... heard of either one. Okay, so, so <laughs> what's more of a wallflower than a ghost? You know? What's a wallflower? Is it a flower that's growing out of a wall that shouldn't be there or is it one that you're growing in a vertical garden? Oh, because the the idea of it is that it's someone that is sort of ignored. They fall into the background. Oh, I thought it was someone who's like on the wall so they're like, like they're not involved, like yeah, but they're also like pretty and interesting. Oh, so they're like, oh, she's a so, wallflower. So it's a compliment, compliment when people were calling me a wallflower. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you don't move away from the wall at a party, but you are, you still have, you know, inherent value. According to the internet, a wallflower is someone with an introverted personality type who will attend parties and social gatherings but will usually distance themselves from the crowd and actively avoid being in the limelight. 
The name itself derives from the epon- eponymous the eponymous <laughs> plant's unusual growth pattern against a wall as a stake or in cracks and gaps in stone walls. Ah. Yeah, right, okay. Well, that's kind of... I know at times I've referred to myself as a lounge ornament <laughs> in that I just fall asleep in lounge rooms I don't live in. <laughs> so it's the same thing. I'm not yeah, introverted, okay. but I, I sleep where I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> just out of... Like a wallflower. Yeah, well, it's like, oh, you're at parties and you're there, but like people appreciate you. You know, it's a compliment. It's like a wallflower. I'm like, I'm a lounge ornament. Yeah. I'm an addition. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sort of like a centerpiece on a yeah. table. I'll often be found lying on a table. That's good. You're a cornucopia. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, you meant that in a positive way, right? Yeah, full of fruit. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Ben's a ghost. So Ben's a ghost. <laughs> and he is not. Uh, He's not affected. Not affected by the, the shock. Uh, and we, we cut away, but we assume, oh, this is a good sign. Yeah, he'll oh, Ben's yeah. gonna this be able a, to yeah. walk up, but he can't touch her. No, so we did. Yeah, I wasn't really clear what he'd be able to do. To I was thinking, continued. oh, maybe he'll get inside of Klaus, because as as oh. yet, Klaus yeah. is the only uh, person in, that he's been able to get inside of and control. Yeah, mm. what what do you call it again? Possession. Possess. Possess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we've got younger five talking to Luther. About how old five? What were we calling him? I because uh, young five is older five technically. Yes, yeah. I through all my notes have said old five is the older looking one. Yeah, great. Yeah. Let's so just maybe do that. that's <laughs> even though old technically five. he's younger. I think yeah. going aesthetics is safe. Okay, yeah. great. It's less confusing that way. Old man five. Old man five. Boy and five. Yeah. So it's, so it's Luther's talking to old five. Who's and they're together scheming against younger five. Luther just proving, you know, how ridiculous it's been that he's been the leader for all these years. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Luther is pure himbo energy <laughs> in that scene, um, and I loved, I loved the paradox psychosis scene. I think that's so fun. Yeah. And, it's, I'm, and again, that one comes in on the back of what what I am is sexy trash, and it's like, hmm. oh. So we are going silly. And yeah. Like, oh, it is has pretty... this show always been silly? Yeah, I guess it maybe it's it always, always been, been silly. Because it's always been a little bit funny. Yeah. Mm. Which well, maybe I've mentioned it before. Whenever there's a show that has any sort of r- drama or they're trying to portray something that happens within real life, so even though this is, you know, a fantasy, they're still trying to show familial relations, things like that. If there's not comedy in it, I'm always like, well, that isn't realistic because right. yeah. so like comedy is something that we all use throughout our lives to cope with things, to celebrate things. It, it's so ingrained in how we operate with our interpersonal relationships. So I think any show that is trying to deal with any aspect of humanity should have comedy in it because mm. otherwise it's weird and it's not real life and people are like, oh, this movie is sad, it's real. I'm like, no, that's not life. That is a moment. And yeah. then you probably will make a joke about it. Yeah. It's, it's more surreal yeah. when it's just full dark and sad the whole time. Oh, it's weird. That yeah. is surrealist to me. But, yeah, and then it got really silly. I'm like, mm, was it always this silly? <laughs> yeah. Didn't hate the paradox psychosis. I thought that was so fun. Even the, <laughs> yeah, is fun. the, the way he describes it, the first time that any of them barreled oh, the camera. Yeah, that is Oh, yeah, because with the numbers really on, screen, silly, on screen. Really yeah. and, silly, And one of them being farting, basically. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that is the advent of silly, not the what I am is sexy trash. Maybe it's barreling the camera and saying paradox psychosis. It's, it's definitely gotten sillier than last season. Last yeah. season was much straighter. It kicked off and it's ramping up in silly. Mm. 
So there, um, young five is suspicious of of Luther and old five doing their scheming. But which is one of the which is symptoms? symptoms <laughs> one of the symptoms of. But uh, they should also be paranoid because they're both right that they're yeah, yeah. because they know each other as well. Yeah, yeah, themselves. Yeah. Um, but and and so they're sort of walking along, and young five is kind of worked out what their scheme is anyway. So Luther goes to talk to younger five, and he's like, uh, he's is worked out that they're going to go against him because it's what he would do and it's sort of mm. confusing. But I, all through this, I was like, which, what, where's Luther sitting in this? Wasn't it clear? Like, it seemed like he was all in with older five. Like, he's in with this idea. It really it, kind of felt like mm. he was he was unsure and he's just very convincible. Oh. Yeah. But I couldn't tell if he himbo. was. But I couldn't. That's what it is. Him, himbos are very convincible. Gullible? Is that the word you're looking for? Yeah. Not, not no, necessarily not gullible, gullible, just they, they'll, uh, I mean, like, they they go with the flow a bit, and yeah. if you put a good argument to them, they'll, they'll go with it. I yeah. know what you mean. Is they, that, maybe that is they gullible. Want, <laughs> well, well, no, they no. want to do good. Yes. So if you can be like, this is the right option and convince them, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, you know, that guy's evil, and they're going to be like, okay. You're going to be like, here are the reasons, and they're going to yes. be like, wow. You certainly know more than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's and, a lot of words. <laughs> and then, and uh, Young Five kind of calls him out for having daddy issues <laughs> and and said, well, if you have daddy issues, I'm the old guy here <laughs> in in a boy's body. Yeah, it's confusing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I couldn't really tell throughout this who Luther was kind of siding with. And I guess, I guess we're not really meant to because... That was part of the fun as well. Yeah, for sure. Part and of the I, for the audience. But the way I read it was he wasn't even sure. Oh, He was flip-flopping over. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Whoever spoke to him last, yeah. he was on their <laughs> side. And then he and they, they were silly to go, all right, now you go watch him. Because you're like, wait, you're giving him to the other you? You know <laughs> he's just going to get convinced by them. Yeah. I'd be like, you stick with me. Otherwise, as soon as you're out of my sight, you'll be convinced by the other me. Oh, and he tries to break him up. No. Mm. He's just like, no, no. It's like the last time that he can be a leader where he's like, no, both of you stop it. They're just like, we've never, we've never in our lives, never, not to you. No. (laughs) (laughs) And they kick him him in the balls. Oh, yeah. Because he's way stronger than him. It must be his weight. That must be his kryptonite. Must have kryptonite balls. (laughs) Is everyone's kryptonite place the same kryptonite? <laughs> what? Did, what? Hmm. Uh, yeah, good question, actually. What? What do I mean by that? <laughs> well, what a confusing still, question. <laughs> he's, still, he's still a, like, person, but I guess he's part ape. D- do apes also have balls as weak spot? Uh, uh, I don't think we've touched on this, on this podcast got, before. We haven't touched on apes' balls before. Okay. Do you want me to look it up? <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume yes. Well, yeah. if, he's, if he's a very strong person, he does have two people kicking him in the balls, which means it is, if he's twice as strong as a regular person, that's still one kick to the balls, yeah. which is too much for a person. Yes. That's heaps. It's funny, I because he's ape man, and I forget sometimes that we're apes. And whenever I say ape man in terms of him, I'm thinking gorilla. Oh, yeah. Even though we're apes, chimps are apes. Gorillas are apes, orangutans are apes. Mm. But I, he, he's got a gorilla body, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is that what Bruno Mars was singing about? Uh, yes. In his song, um, I can't even think of one of his fucking songs. Luther the Gorilla. Yeah, he's in his song Luther the Gorilla. Is that the song you're talking about? <laughs> he has a song called Gorillas. 
Ah. Uh. Um, it is... I actually... Look, all power to him, but it's like a slow power ballad about boning like you're a gorilla, <laughs> and I just think it is... I can't take it seriously because he's very passionately singing about um, making love to someone as though both of them are gorilla. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. So I don't really associate gorillas with sexual prowess. No, because no, they don't. No. They, for the most part, they don't do it for pleasure, do they? You're thinking bonobos, maybe. Well, I don't. Well, bonobos does have the same amount of syllables, but maybe it doesn't flow as well right. as gorillas. If you're making a power ballad, yeah, right. Um, look, I'm glad he's having a good time. <laughs> I just heard it and thought, oh, that's not something I would have ever thought of, no. and I don't think I like. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what he's going for there. What did you find, Matt? Did you find any? Well, I answers? found a Reddit. Uh, thread, which asks, are animal testicles as sensitive as human testicles? Uh, Sub-question, testicles are sensitive, but are are all testicles created equal? Um, And that doesn't seem to get to any great... It's just other people going, this is a great question. (laughs) Uh, If I kicked a dog in the vegetables that were swaggering out behind him like it was payday at a grocery store... Would he double over spewing and make heaving noises? And uh, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, this finding that someone has asked the question is—I mean, obviously we're curious and we have a completely legitimate reason to be. Mm-hmm. But it's suspicious that other people are asking. You know, <laughs> what are you planning? Uh, I no need to take an down my enemy, a dog. <laughs> and I only know the one kryptonite. Okay, here's an article, uh, Berg. It, you couldn't gorilla. test it, right? It, like, ethically, it wouldn't be something you'd be able to test. It could no. be something that you just find out through observation of animals in the wild. It's bound to come up eventually, right? Apparently, a gorilla, this is according to birdgorilla.org, um, in relation to their body mass, the testicles and penis of a gorilla are not very noticeable and much smaller than in other apes. The testicles of a gorilla weigh 30 to 35 grams, whereas those... Of a chimpanzee weigh about 120 grams. Whoa. This compares to about 40 grams in the, a human male. The erect gorilla penis is only 3 to 6 centimetres long, whereas that of a chimpanzee measures 8 to 18 centimetres in length. Chimpanzee males need a longer penis due to the vo- voluminous voluminous, voluminous anogenital swelling of the estrus females. So is this Does that answer Br- the question? Is this what Bruno Mars was singing about? Yeah, it was small, the tiny penis. I want to bone you like I've got a small penis. And mm. you are so thick in the puss. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to squirm in there like a worm. I want to squirm in there like a worm. I mean, these, these are catchy lyrics you've just written. That is good. Someone that should good. take that. No, I'm happy. With it. I'm happy he's happy, you know, but I just, it was just hearing it, I was like, ooh, ooh, not for me. I wonder, because they're so big. And their balls are small. Maybe they're, yeah, maybe they're, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm just try- trying to think of what evolution would do. Because you know that theory about how we evolve with our fist and our cheekbone? No. So if, you, so if you have your hand, like, straight up, like you're about to wave to someone. Is this this thing where you end up pushing my no, hand in no, my no, face? No. <laughs> so basically, if you bend your fingers forward, uh-huh. your fingers will line up as they bend. And if you have them straight, they're not in a straight line. Oh yes, at the top. Oh, right. And a theory oh, for it is clever. 
um, we've evolved to be able to make a fist. And the reason that our fingers go straight when they're when we bend them is so that we can make a good fist. Yeah. But apparently, when people were looking at, uh, I guess, old bones and stuff and, like, tracking evolution, the evolution of our hands to do that was happening around the same time as our cheekbones were getting stronger. So it was like an arms uh-huh. racer getting punched in the face. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> That's great. We were like, oh, God, this is hurting too much. Thicken the cheekbones. It's like, oh, we're not hitting as hard. Thick- <laughs> fix the fingers. Uh, uh, uh. So maybe it's that and the gorillas are like, okay, we understand conceptually kryptonite and the balls are ours. Shrink them. Make them harder to find. Yeah. If we make the gorillas' fists bigger, they're like, we can we can hit testicle harder. Right. But they're like, we'll shrink them so it'll hit surface area around testicle as opposed, maybe the balls won the arms race of the the chimp punch competition. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, no, the chimp's balls are huge by the sounds. Oh, of it. sorry, I, I'm getting mixed up. That's that's on me. But um, yeah, the chimp's balls sound was surprisingly big sounding. Yeah. Hang yeah. on, look. If if we 120 can't... grams. I don't, I don't know what that means, but yeah. I, it means four times the size of gorilla balls. But the that's were they specifically like... very small? Well, a gorilla's balls are about the same, are slightly smaller than human balls. But gorillas are, you know, way big, uh, heavier. Mm. So comparatively, I guess. And then in a, yeah. <laughs> How we get here? It's funny. Uh, through the rest of the season, it's just been me and Evan basically talking about the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in here for half an hour and we're talking about gorilla balls. <laughs> well, look, I think in conclusion, if we're talking about... <laughs> if we're talking about how uh, how uh, how are other primates get with getting hit in the balls, and we know that we couldn't construct the study ethically, but we can only observe. We have observed, haven't yeah. we? So for an ape man, mm-hmm. just as effective. Yeah, but it, it might be. it might be fifty percent less because he did get two people kick him, and it took him down like a normal. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. And yeah, uh, but they're also super. They're kind of super powered, good fighters. Oh, they are good at fighting. Yeah, let's which go. Seventy five percent of a person. <laughs> five starts like fighting. You're like, oh, he's also a real good. Fight. They're all. Oh yeah, very he learned. They went to school. There was yeah. an academy. That's yeah. right. That's what the show's called. Oh, yeah. yes. Anyway, what were we up to? The handler is trying on a frock. Okay. Oh yeah, quite a quite a full on dress. Yes, I think it's for. I did, they don't really go into it, but she's going to be inducted as the leader of the. Yeah. Commission, it mm. maybe, is what's going on. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter. And she, so, yeah, she's, she's conducted a coup. Yeah. And this is her kind of taking the throne. Yeah, mm. I think that's basically it. I'll be honest. Anytime there was anything with that side of the plot, I, no, thank you. Oh, yeah. right. I don't find the handler no. super interesting, really, Just as a character. The, the, I think the, like, having a commission is good, and I know that going, explaining what it does is good. I like the superheroes. <laughs> Not the yeah. bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Funny that. Yeah, the bureaucracy is not why I'm there. They're like, oh, we're going to overthrow and these people will be in power. I'm like, but you've got fists and magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a confusing one, right? Mm. They have magic briefcases. They can travel through time anywhere. Um, so... What happens here? Lila, Lila comes in, um... and the good, what, probably the great new commission character. Maybe it was in the first season, but Herb. What do you think of Herb? I love Herb. I love Herb. 
So yeah, good. Love her. Gentle King. Yeah, he's love her. Real gentle energy guy. Yeah. Um, so he's in there. He's in a bit of trouble. The handler turns out put a knife to his throat, and he uh, gave up Diego. Yeah, so the handler finds out that Lila's lost Diego, which she was not meant to do. She was supposed to look after Diego um, as her sort of right-hand man because Lila wants to, uh, she has the opportunity to sort of be the head of security for the commission, sort of mm. the handler's right-hand man. Um, but but the handler said, Diego's your responsibility, you've got to you know, keep, keep him on a tight leash sort of thing. And, of course, he, uh, he runs off. and She said if you don't, you have to kill him. Yeah. yeah. That was the deal. That, that is an important point as well mm. and uh he has indeed run away um and yes herb uh dobbs on diego said his his runoff um and but while herb's in the room aj the fish the goldfish who is what do you call the guy because the, he was the guy who ran the commission and now mm. uh the coup sort of took him down now he's living in a fishbowl yeah on her on the uh the handler's desk Mm. He's written with pebbles on his uh, in his tank the number uh, four seven three seven seven four three seven four three, yeah. and he he gets uh, Herb's attention. Herb sees the number, and then they all get sort of shooed out of the office. Yeah, the um, and then the so the handler sort of shoes everyone out except for Lila, um, and sort of um, puts pressure on her, saying, "I need I need to know that that I can trust you." Um, and and really really putting the pressure on for Lila to go and kill Diego is like this is this is how you prove that you know that I can trust you and and you you know you can take take that spot as the head of security or whatever and stay mm. in her circle sort of thing. And she kind of clicks as well. She was like, "You did this on purpose because you you wanted me to kill him." Yeah, you've yeah. just gone about it in another way. You yeah, set up totally. a trap basically yeah. that you you knew this is where it was going. Yeah. So, um, yes, and uh, meanwhile, Herb uh, runs down to archives or whatever. He's looking for the, the record number 743. He's like, what is bloody AJ the Fish talking about? Yeah, it's great that he figured out what it meant. <laughs> what that number meant. Yeah. yeah. Is it a locker? Is it a code? Mm-hmm. Is it? Well, he's know? good at his job. He is really he's efficient. Oh, he's and a, he, yeah, he's a great bureaucrat. He is. He knows his... He knows his he knows his bureaucracy and he's passionate. Mm. Yeah. I think that's why he's so great because you can just see it's it's like that thing where they say in job interviews, it's like, oh, you know, why do you want this job? He's like, I'm just passionate about customer service. <laughs> he is. Yeah. yeah. He, he just wants to keep a neat system and then he knows it'll help. Mm-hmm. I want him on my case. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, we jump back to, oh, we jump back to Vanya, the yeah, exploiting so ben, Vanya. And- ben, the wallflower ghost, is now... <laughs> Just w- strolling up to Vanya. I'm like, yeah. what's he going to do here? He, her mind palace is a, is in a violin, which is sweet. That's right. So he jump he jumps in her. Yep. It's the set. I think the first time outside of Klaus that he's possessed someone, and it's now Vanya. And uh, this is the first time we see what that looks like to him. He actually mm. gets right inside. Yeah, he's like mind. in their mind rather than like just operating. Yeah, like I guess. Yeah. Because he doesn't, yeah, he's not operating her body so much as just being in her head. Um, and he finds, so in, inside, what was the first level? Because he found a violin inside there and then he had to go inside the violin and that's mm. where Vanya is. So she was a yep. couple of, she sort of regressed inside her own mind a couple of levels. Mm. Yeah. We also see here that, um, remember Harlan was quite disturbed through all this as well because they are linked, um, that Harlan linked to Vanya. 
And so um, we see Sissy and Carl find Harlan sort of just zonked out, kind of mm-hmm. like how Vanya is. Um, yeah, with his eyes glowing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that was that's a real giveaway. Well, that yeah. they're connected. <laughs> they thought that he was. Um, that they were worried about him. Carl carried him out. Um, threw him in the car. I don't know where he was going to take him. Oh, just away? Or he no? He said he's gonna, finally so... going to give him the help. We sh- you should have given him ages ago. I think he's taken him taking to, him to like an, place. O- an old school. Yeah, right. Yeah. He threatened, which he threatened to do uh, to Vanya. I guess mm. not old at the time. Probably cutting edge mental health. <laughs> probably but yeah. to us, what yeah. would probably seem a bit draconian. But it seemed I don't know. To I felt like Carl knew that it wasn't. The yeah, it was. Thing it was him. like he was doing it as a punishment to his wife. Yeah, yeah, and it it seemed like a way to get rid of a problem that he saw. Whereas his wife is like, he, I know what they do in there. He will definitely have a better life. Not in there. Mm. Doesn't matter what they do to him. It's not going to be better than this. Yeah. And he's like, but then we won't have the problem anymore, and you'll learn a <laughs> lesson. <laughs> And she's like, don't, you can't. And then she comes out with a gun. Yeah. Cocks it. Oh, no, first he says something like, what are you going to do with that? Get out of the way. And then she cocks it like, mm. I think you know what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to shoot you in your face. <laughs> Give me back my boy. Yeah. Uh, and then we go back to Herb, our new mate. I think he's he's probably become my favourite character of this season after in season one it being Agnes the Donut Woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Herb uh, is talking to Leela about... Lila. Oh, fuck. <laughs> He's talking to Lila about Diego and how he escaped. And then he hands her uh, a piece of paper. He says, this is what I found. And it's what he found in 743. And she sort of breaks down in the staircase. Um, it's like whatever the information yeah. in it has, has shocked her. Yeah, we don't see what it is at that stage. But also in that conversation, you you figure out that Herb very quickly trusts her mm. for whatever reason. Herb's mm. still working kind of on the Umbrella Academy side. He's basically on the side of good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Lila's right. kind of on the point. other side. And he really, I'm like, oh, should you be trusting her so much? I think, I think it's because he sees the file and realises and he seems more in touch with doing what is good rather than like, the man clearly respects bureaucracy. I don't right. think he'd do anything to, you know, upset the balance, but because he's trying to sort of be like, okay, this is going to be the better for the thing. So when he sees it, I it seems like he would automatically be like, oh, now I know, like, Lila's going to find out that, like, how her parents died. Mm. I will tell her this and she will, she will know what to do. But you're right, it is weird because d- does the form say that, it says AJ, and we see... So uh, this skips, I think, ahead to a couple of scenes later, but we might as well yeah. talk about it now. So yep. uh, we see a flashback to this death notice for mm. Lila's parents mm. um, from the you know the assassins who work for the commission, and it's, been, it's stamped by AJ, but we see in a flashback that it's actually uh, the handler yeah. who's using the using AJ signature stamp. It's a forged one. Um, and five is the one who went and killed her parents. So she's like, "Oh shit!" Uh, and she goes in to confront the handler, her mum, about it. She says, "I know what's up." And then 
I know who killed my parents and who asked mm-hmm. for it to happen. And the handler pulls out a knife behind her back. She's going to kill her daughter. Yeah, she's just sort of feeling around for a knife, grabbing it behind her, not, not pulling it out. And then, and, and and then, then Lila says, like, it was AJ and five. Yeah. And so she puts the knife back away. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know this is maybe skipping ahead as well, but when she eventually does talk to five about it and five's just sort of like, oh, yeah. No, okay, I remember, but I kill a lot of people. Yeah, it was a fake notice. I'm like, it was a fake no- You knew it was fake and you still... Yeah, how did oh, he... Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't... Like, I, that wasn't resolved at all, was it? No, he just... She just says it and she's like, I know what happened. And we, the audience, know what happens, what happened. But there's no background knowledge. And th- that, that did, seems so strange because she's like, I know you killed my parents. It's like, you've got to give me more information. My job was killing people. So you're sort of like, oh... That makes sense. And then she's like, this particular place. And he's like, oh, yeah, flower merchants. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, I killed them. It's just business anyway. The note I had was fake. Um, I knew that still acted on it. She also came with, oh, wait, now I figured it yeah. out. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, this is what she really did. That was too fast and it was too yeah. weird. It was yeah. so weird, that whole sequence. Yeah, he f- yeah, he f- they all figured out a lot of stuff. He was like, I don't know these people. Wait, yes, I do. Anyway, <laughs> here's some backstory we won't go into as to why I did a fake mission or as to why I didn't question when she came on the mission and why I let her kill those people and then take you as a baby and didn't question it until now. But right now I figured it out. But for that time anyway, he was he was a company man. He was he did what he like I don't, he That's did what true. he was he told really and didn't ask questions. To do, yeah. He didn't rock the boat. All he was doing was trying to doing what he had to do to work out to then eventually just buy the time work out the equation to then go back, right? All he was doing was biding his time, killing people, sure, Uh, but just trying to not rock the boat, I guess. That is a good point. Like Maybe. If he was – I mean, if his ultimate – this is the thing. If your ultimate goal is to save the world, then if – and the consequence of you not doing save the world is that everyone dies, then – Try not to kill many people, but, but yeah, killing, killing a people, few people you can justify. Well, you're like, well, if I don't do this, this means that there's a higher chance that the rest of the world will end. So I get that. And still, in this dang show, they're still like, we need to go back for one person. It's like, but if you yeah. do that, the whole world ends. Why you risk? Oh, and oh, it's so they always they always so risking it for one. Frames, yeah, the, like timelines and stuff. It's like. Sure, this person's dead in this timeline, but then you jump in like the idea of all different parallel times and possibilities and stuff. It's just like, is anyone yeah. really dead or alive? Or oh, I have further bones to pick with another <laughs> time jump in this episode, but it happens later. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, well, let's let's get back to where we're up to. Inside Vanya's subconscious. Mm. Subconscious. Battle of that word. Um, and, uh, yeah, Ben and her are chatting. Ben said, asked, do you remember me? And Vanya says, yeah, I remember everything. 
and then she goes through all the bad things she did in yeah. season one. She's and Ben tries to comfort her. He says, "You know, you were treated so poorly by dad. Uh, you're not alone. You, you really can't blame yourself for this." He I'm did great. For you. Yeah, he was a very he was a very mm. good friend. And he, it wasn't it just down. it really felt like oh we we I'd love to have got to know Ben a bit more. Yeah, I sort of yeah. the more he talked, I'm like. I've always enjoyed his banter with Klaus, but mm. I was realizing, oh, he doesn't talk that much. No. Ben seems so lovely. Like every interaction you have, and I know that's that thing earlier on in the season where if Ben's like, I like a girl, can I get in you to be with the girl? And you're like, <laughs> oh my God, he's a person. <laughs> yeah. They forgot to write him, but he's a person. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a guy. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was nice to. Uh, uh, that scene to see that scene happen, yeah. and he's not just like Klaus's accessory. He always seemed like an extension of Klaus's power, but yeah. it, and but it's nice to have him explored as a character and as a person. And yeah. then it, I mean, just is as it... you're appreciating him as this character, you know, they're they're fleshing him out a bit more. Uh, not literally, obviously, because he's a ghost. But they um, <laughs> then all of a sudden he's he starts sort of breaking up in this white light, which is just, I thought it was a really great effect, oh, visual yeah. effect. That it looks really cool. Uh, and he says, she says, you're, you're fading away or something like that. And he says, yeah, I, I can't, I've held on for so long. I can't hold any on any longer. Um, and yeah, so he, we get the vibe that he's passing into heaven, I guess. Yeah. Mm. He's very nice about it though. Yeah. yeah he's he's, he's like, really cool about it. He's like, I've been dead for 17 years. I, yeah. It's time to go. He, yeah. He says, it's yeah. all been gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so, that was also jarring. It's like it's all gravy, and I'm like, but you said that in a really meaningful way, and no one's ever. S- I can't remember anyone else. It made me think, like, did I miss a joke about gravy oh, earlier? Right. Yeah, it feels like a callback. To I it, mean, it is. A, it's a phrase that people it, say. It is a phrase. But, but we think he can't eat. Right. Yeah. What is so, gravy to him? What is? It's nothing. It's well, it's, it's, it's all gravy to him. <laughs> I, I guess. guess it is all gravy. He did say that, didn't he? Uh, so as he's disappearing, um, he says he asked for a favor, and that is. Um, Vanya hug him while he goes Aww. and she does and it's a really nice moment yeah, it's really and then funny. he whispers something into Vanya's ear that we can't hear but he says um, I-, I need you to tell Klaus something mm. uh, so we assume we'll hear that later yeah uh, that is so sad I remember that happening just being like no yeah. I like him yeah. <laughs> no no and watching being like Ugh. like I know there's going to be a season three and I want him in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That it is and you're like, ah, oh, I mean they they have the ability to do anything. Who knows what happens in a season three? So you just go it'd be weird for them to write him out. It was yeah, I mean That's what yeah. I, I, that all that's going through my head as well. Like it'd be weird for them to write him out. Maybe he's got another job or you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just it was sort of like, Oh, it is nice because you want him around, but arc wise it is sort of like, oh, it probably is quite nice for him to not be stuck anymore. Yeah, it's like, the... Yeah, you want yeah. the best for him. It almost but felt you like... But you as a viewer. Because <laughs> the way he talked about it was like he couldn't hold on any longer, but it almost felt like because he, he, he saved Vanya from mm. this turmoil she was going through, it was almost like that was his unfinished business in a you know in a different kind of show. Yeah, that would be the right. one big thing they needed to do before they could pass over. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't really sold like that. But no. that's kind of how it felt. I interpreted that as when he like sort of went in and he was like, no, this is sort of beyond what I can actually do as a ghost um, attached to Klaus, 
this sort of stretching it, I can't really do anything else now, which mm. makes no sense. But at the time, I'm like, this seems beautiful. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh. And it's like, oh, he's gone. And then we're, so we're back out with Sissy and Carl. Um, Carl's asking if she loves Vanya. Mm. And Sissy says that she does. Um, and Carl's angry. He's like, I've done everything possible. And he, he's yeah, I did like, right by you. I was faithful. Yeah. 60s style. I never blamed you for the level. boy. He's yeah, like, I oh ticked my God. every box. I ticked every very, very like the the, the lowest bar boxes. I ticked all three <laughs> you, or four you of you them. You did all the basics, I guess. I never even cheated on you. Oh, Carl. <laughs> Well, well, you didn't say that. I mean, she did man. cheat on him, though, so I guess... That's true. Is. And But we found out early on he was supposedly at work, but he was really at the strippers getting drunk. That's and true. The, yeah. It's a like better it, time, right? Uh, maybe he didn't have a physical affair, but mentally he was off. He was checked yeah. out. Yeah. Um, we see... Because Vanya wakes up at this point as well, and so does Harlan. Um, they're both sort of, blah, you know, yeah. out, of, out of their sort of trance or kind of whatever that uh, they're in um and uh harlan gets out of the car and it's like there was this sort of brief moment of like they're like fighting or like asking it's like oh will he go for carla will he go for sissy and they're like no come here come here and then um and then what is it uh carl goes for the rifle because sissy's kind of distracted yeah mm. uh, and then the, there is a struggle and then the rifle goes off and it goes and it, um, it, it, it's heading straight for Harlan in slow motion. Yeah. And then Harlan does this sort of like Vanya-style shockwave. Yeah, mini shield sort of thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. And the bullet sort of bounces off that and then goes straight for Carl. And that's the end of Carl. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, ooh, that, it's hard to cover that in any other way. You've shot him right <laughs> in the center of his heart. Yeah. How to, how to do that. Like if they're trying to, because he did shoot the gun. Yeah, but it's hard oh, to yeah. prove that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That, like I don't know if you can. Like it's a long gun for him to have <laughs> shot himself. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like they'd be like, but well, honestly, he shot it. Well, yeah. Oh. I'm sure if they got a ballistics expert in, uh, they'd be able to explain the path of the bullet. Obviously, the trajectory went out and then bounced off something and. Oh, a right. Supernatural force and then came back. Yeah, ballistics. I don't know how well developed it was back then, but maybe, no. yeah, maybe they would know. Maybe it's in the sweet spot of developed enough to be like, yes, bullet come from gun, mm. man touch gun, and then not developed enough to get into the finer details. Right, <laughs> of force fields. Yeah. Just that beautiful sweet spot of completely sweeping the supernatural under the rug. Yeah. What a time it was back then. Yeah. I didn't even know. They need Kurt from... Uh, the Good Wife. That's a weird reference. Oh, anyway. yeah, Kurt. Great character, favourite character on yeah. that show. He's the only fictional uh, Ballistic the ballistics expert. expert that I know. No, and trust. And trust. He's good. He's good at his job. Pl- played by a uh, great actor. What's his name? Oh, I don't know his name. I don't know if I've seen him oh, in anything he's else. He's from um, Office. Office Space? <laughs> Office Space. I haven't seen that, but I've... He's the boss from Office Space. Yeah, right. Very funny actor. Wanna, what is his name? I want to find him. Kurt seems nice. He's uh yeah he's and he's in the, in this relationship. Well, he gets married to eventually one of the um, Diane Lockhart. Diane Lockhart, and she's sort of like a progressive lawyer, and he's a conservative. Like she's a Democrat, and he's a he's a Republican. Republican. Yeah. And what you know, will it, will it work? And it did. They made it work. Yeah, <laughs> from both sides of the divide. Yeah, they have their challenges, but um, they don't shoot at each other like. 
Sissy and Carl. Yeah. No. Well, they don't shoot at Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt McVeigh, um, Gary Cole. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it is. He's also Cole. the dad wow. in the Brady Bunch movies. Yeah, he's, he's so good. He's Big got fan. he's got one of those faces that's like, I'll teach you all the survival skills, <laughs> yeah. but I'll I'll also have a stiff drink with you to talk about your feelings. <laughs> that's it. That's all I want. <laughs> that's all I want. Um, okay, so um, after that little revelation, Carl's dead, right? Um, we we go back to the the all this this reveal about um, the kill order seven forty three, mm. which we explained before. At the end of that scene, um, the handler has kind of uh, given up on on the the quaint little idea of having AJ in just a fishbowl on her desk. Yeah, why which was, was she doing that? It was just like a punishment place. to him. But it felt it's like... just her gloat. It's her yeah. ego. It's just she's because it felt like. This is going to come back to Horner. That's what yeah. I was assuming. Like, why not finish off? He's your, he's sort of your, your main com- competition for the throne, yeah. and you're just keeping him there. It seemed like a power move for her to just be like, "You were a person that no one could touch, and now you don't even get to move unless I say you do." Right. Yeah. And then he still gets her, so she gets him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so she eat, eats him. She mm. picks him up and gobble, gobbles him down. And, okay, so this, how, did, how did, did this stand out to you when she said, thing about fish, they <sighs> get eaten by sharks. I'm like, but yeah. Oh, yeah. she's never sharks established herself as a shark You're no, either. You've never been called a shark before? Sharks are fish? It's a confusing little yeah. metaphor yeah. thing you've done here. They, they, jumped out, they jumped out the same way where it's like it's all gravy and you're like, am I meant to, is this a, because... <laughs> The show is so, it has the right, I mean, it's, as I said, ramps up in silly, but it sort of has, for the, throughout it, it has the right level of camp and silly, mm. and then it just starts ramping up. So when things like that happen, I'm like, oh, am I meant to, is this like a call? Yeah. That? No. Is this the level we're on now? No. But at least just... saying things are gravy, that's a phrase. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard the phrase, the thing about fish is they get eaten by sharks. Is that a, is that a phrase that... Yeah, well, it's a confusing one because fish is such a broad term. If you yes. said thing about... Which includes sharks, right? Yeah. yeah well, the, there's I that think, whole oh, thing about so. a fish... This could be a primate's... Uh, <laughs> this could be this is a monkey's chimp situation. Yeah, or... it could be. I think technically fish don't exist as a species. Like the thing that... Whoa. Like, ah. isn't that the thing? There's that podcast, No Such Thing as Fish. Like dragons. Like, no, like when we say fish, we all know what we're sort of referring to generally. But it's not like a technical term. Yeah. Right. I, I think perhaps I'm wrong. Look, apparently sharks are a type of fish. Uh, Wait, does that mean sharks aren't real either? Google. They're real. It's fine. Um, <laughs> what am I thinking of? We can't go too much into fish discussion on a Primates podcast. No, that's for uh, obviously our other podcast. Uh Getting fishy with Matt and <laughs> Matt, Cass, and Evan. Um, anyway, she eats him. Yeah. So think about fish. They get doesn't chew him. She just straight down. So straight down. we could oh. assume still alive. Um, yeah. Making its way. Yeah. I mean, stomach is acidic, so it oh, depends. Okay. It depends on a lot of things. Timing yeah. being one of them. And we're still assuming she's human. That's we true. We keep making that assumption. Yeah. Because she like she survived. Getting shot in the head in season one, yeah, I, and I and they kind of explain it away like it hit a hit a metal plate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I still part of me is thinking she's an alien or something, or yeah. or something. It seems like because even like talking about Char Char and Hazel being like they're 
I feel like the commission people are kind of superhuman. Yeah. But mm. but it's unclear in what way. Yeah. And I don't it feels starting to feel like they're never gonna address it. <laughs> Maybe one day. There's still a lot of unanswered questions in the show. So Luther, we're back at Luther and the young and old fives. And yes. uh, yes. he's still conflicted. Uh, but then he knocks out old five with the back of a gun. It looks like he's about to shoot young five. Yeah. But he ends up swinging it around, which I think it was kind of clear that that was what was going to happen. You know, you knew there was a twist coming for us there, right? Yeah. And I was assuming the whole time, like, we're, we're not killing off the young five. If anything, it's the old yeah. five who goes. I think as the audience, we're like, we know. Yeah. We know. But... How as, it happens. And... As the fives, they're both like, this man is an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a wild card and there are no, no brain cells in there. <laughs> no brain cells. I feel like both of them at any given time could just like click loud enough and he'd be, he'd be like, oh, yes, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Who should I kill? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but anyway, he ends up sort of... Uh, gun butting? Gun butting, yeah. Is that what it's called? We looked this uh, up. Did, was did... it on this show we had to look it up? Yeah, because of the police officer. Pistol whip? Did it? Yeah, it's like it's the rifle version of pistol mm. whipping, but uh, I can't believe we're having to look this up again. <laughs> <laughs> butt bump? I think butt bump sounds right. Um, anyway, so he he butt bumps. Um, <laughs> the the older five. Old five, and then uh, they have to push him through. So they've opened up the portal, yeah, which so we young, see in season one yes. early mm. on. Young Five opens up, yeah, that portal to 2019. So we sort of see through to the, yeah, them all as, as Five originally arrived in the first season. Yeah, which is fun. So it, it sort of completed a loop, So yeah. it, which kind of means that this was always going to happen. Mm. But also, was this just where he left from anyway? He... he Oh, that's right. That This is the job that he left from anyway. So he just went and did it in the exact same. Yeah. But wasn't, I suppose, I suppose that's not something we know now, but when he was like, get the equation right so I don't look like you again. Yeah. wonder if it worked. Ah, yeah. Yeah, we don't know. And did they? Did he then get half a briefcase? Oh, yeah. So this, we're, again, jumping forward a bit, I don't know if it makes sense to talk about to continue talking about this scene now rather than breaking it up like they do because they're all back yeah. and forth all over the place. But um, maybe well, let's just let's just finish how this scene finishes, right? So they um, young five, as the portal's open, he gives the the equation to old five. Mm. Um, it's just a decimal, it a decimal place point. Of, yeah, decimal point place. in the wrong place, um, which is that's a bit of fun. Uh, and so he, and he goes through the portal. Um, he, so presumably there's an old five back in 2019 instead of a young five. Um, and the briefcase, the old five is holding the briefcase, right? And it it gets damaged or it sort of so half makes it through the portal. Luther kicks old five in and because yes. because young five is trying to hold on to the briefcase and Luther's, it's just a struggle with power. So he kicks it in, the briefcase gets taken by old five and then it gets chopped in half. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm trying I to work out. I think that means that both, like the briefcase is useless at both oh, ends. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's broken. Yeah. So, so, but this is this sets up a weird thing, and I guess we'll find out in the last episode uh, if this is sort of cleaned up. But that means old five, if uh, they did get the sum right, ends up back at the start of season one, and that changes all of season one because yeah. it's not mm. young five back there. 
So I've got a funny feeling that somehow he'll be young five anyway and the storyline will stay complete. Otherwise, that changes everything. And if all yeah. of season one's changed, then all of season two has to change as well and that scene doesn't even happen. Well, that's one of the things. Like, the way that they handle time is really interesting because usually whenever they go back in time, they're like, oh, we've changed something and it's not it's not that they ever complete a loop. Well, this one is the closest they come to completing a loop, but they still, in theory, don't because the briefcase goes in and the sum's changed. So the loop is, like looks like it's a closed loop, but it isn't. So it's almost like they create a new timeline every yeah. time, and when they change time, everything changes. Right. So Because I don't think... I can't recall a time where they successfully close a loop they yeah, always right. seem to do damage yeah right which they just keep talking about they're like again one of the f- <laughs> uh funny funny little uh little callbacks to the season one was that i think it was luther who threw a fire extinguisher <laughs> through the portal yeah in the first oh, yeah. season because he was just like what the hell is that thing i can't one of them maybe it was klaus one of them just threw oh, a fire yeah. Extinguisher. Yeah. yeah and in this end of the uh thing it knocks out luther which gives old five a chance to wrestle yeah. for the bag. And so it, just in terms of what the fives, the two fives were after, this, the, I think the old five got what he wanted in that he got the, in, as far as we know, got the new equation, the correct equation. Mm. But old, uh, young five didn't get the briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no one kind of screwed anyone over here. Because uh, they were trying to undermine each other, but that didn't really. No one really deliberately screwed anyone over. Yeah. Mm. In the in the end, it's just that the briefcase unfortunately was damaged. Mm. Um, Which was because old five held onto yeah, it. Yeah, old five wanted the briefcase. Oh, so he as well. yeah he wanted to take it with him. So he was yeah. trying to screw over young five. What a jerk! But they were both uh, feeling that paranoia symptom from yeah yeah. And, when, yeah. and when old five sees young five, and he's like, oh. Don't want that to happen. Tell me the equation so it doesn't happen. You'd still be pretty spooked and want to make sure that you weren't going to... If something went wrong, you still had a safety net, you know? Yeah, you want yeah. the briefcase. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He's so suspicious Especially if of you're himself. feeling... Yeah, I guess he knows himself well. <laughs> yeah, what a shame. So we're back to Vanya. She's waking up inside her, inside the real world instead of inside of her yeah, subconscious. Yeah, in this FBI building... Um, Sort of like crisis averted, right? The explosion. Yeah. So she's calmed down now. She's killed a lot of FBI agents, but yeah. End the explosion of hasn't well, happened. Done. Next season. <laughs> um, and so Diego, Klaus, and Allison are all fine as well. Um, mm. they're, they're all sort of waking up. And then Diego straight away is like, "I, I, we averted the, you know, we've saved the saved the world basically. Now I have to go save JFK." Oh, so annoying. Um, yeah, it was so like, annoying. Get off this horse. Oh my god. Um, Exhausting. Annoying. <laughs> so yeah, because I mean, he's he's in, right from his point of view. Like JFK doesn't have to die. Yeah. Because, I mean, before. The effect of him living, I guess, was uh, he started a war with the Soviets. Um, but but now that 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 was because of the explosion. There's no explosion. He can live without starting a war with the Soviets. It'll be fine. He, yes. So JFK is safe to survive this assassination. And, and he's still assuming that his dad does it. Yeah. Yes. And he yeah. looks out the window and he sees a dad-looking guy with an umbrella. We see the umbrella... Yeah. We, we see the dad. What's his name? The eccentric well, so, billionaire? Sir Reggie. Sir Reggie, sorry. So, I was, I, so this confused me anyway, right? Because wasn't Five going to kill JFK? 
And five is clearly mm. distracted yeah. by himself. Mm. So, but didn't we learn that they have? They always have contingencies. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I thought there was so. like a backup or and something. And one of those is, I guess, uh, the guy who killed him. With yeah, names. well, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. But um, yeah, which which then because I was just going working it out in my head was of course because five didn't go ahead with it anyway. Yeah. In the, the previous, last time around. The yeah. last last time around. It's confusing. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but but that still leaves the question of where does Sir Reggie fit into this? Because if it was Lee Harvey Oswald or whatever. But anyway, Diego thinks that Sir Reggie is responsible because of the film that we saw <laughs> earlier in the season uh, of Sir Reggie being there. I was sure that that was gonna the guy who took that film was gonna come back. I thought we were gonna oh, see him yeah. again because he was a recognizable actor. He had such a small role. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a, there was going to be a whole episode about him. We're going to see his day and how he filmed it. <laughs> I really did, but none of that. Hey, maybe it'll come back. Um, right. So um, uh, JFK's uh, murder code is going by. Um, Diego spots who he thinks is Sir Reggie, right? Um, and the, who we all think is Sir Reggie. Oh, we all do. Oh, yeah. Everybody does. Um, I and, know I did. And, and <laughs> I had no reason not to. Mm. Why so, would there be a fake Sir Reggie? <laughs> It'd be ridiculous. So he takes he takes him down, but then we hear we hear three gunshots. JFK is dead, um, and we see that it's it's a doppelganger, um, and and then he hands it hands Diego a note that reads, "I told, told you, you so." so. Yeah, uh, yeah. What was with, the I told with you three so? full stops, which is such a boomer move. <laughs> yeah, putting a little ellipses after a short message. Mm, yeah, hey. one, one for each gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they're symbolising. Maybe. So what what did he tell him so? I can't remember. I don't recall. Yeah. Was, <laughs> isn't that funny? Because it seems like that it was obviously something they thought was big. Oh, I know. But I just can't remember what it was. It seems it's... very much in his character to have said somewhere along the line, yeah. you can't do it. Yeah. You'll not, you'll <laughs> There's no point in me. trying anything. Yeah, I, I feel like the told you so was some sort of conversation that Diego had with his dad being like, I'm going to stop you. You, you're going to kill the president, and I know. Oh, yes, like, that's right. He did say you're going to kill the – yeah, maybe yeah. it was that one. He said you're going to kill the president, and he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Maybe it was that conversation. Oh, right. Oh, was there a scene – I don't quite remember it where Sir Reggie said, one day you're going to tackle who you think is me, but it's going to be an imposter me. Oh. And that's in there. I told you so. Uh, he did say that in season one at some point. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, right, okay. So, and um, then, yeah, and <clears throat> soon after we hear gunshots, president's been killed. Yeah. And then um, shortly after that again, we see uh, Sir Reggie arriving at a meeting of the, the Majestic secret, 12. The Majestic 12, oh. yes, the, the secret committee that, um, I guess, runs the world behind the scenes. And it turns out he loves Kennedy. Yeah. We assume he's going in there that they're all celebrating the assassination. But he's the only one who's not happy about it. He's like, that wasn't part of the deal. Yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's just... angry because they lied to him. Um, and he's like, he wasn't to be touched. And it's like, you cared about th- that president more than your children. Yeah. <laughs> that was and, the, and the whole thing, with, like so much was loaded into this short scene. Yeah. So Reggie's my God. had interests on the dark side of the moon. Oh and they, these were going to be protected because I guess they were killing JFK because he was he had the goal of... Putting a man on moon on on the moon, talking I, like you guys. Yeah, right. Why do you? That's, it's contagious how you like um, singularize everything. Put man on 
not the wait. No, it's not singularizing. What is that doing? But instead of saying put a man on the moon, you'd say man on a, moon. Put a man. Put, put a man, man on, on moon. moon. <laughs> right. It's for, oh, I I think I probably have been watching too many videos of Gen Z. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's efficient. It's so efficient, and I feel like it really packs a punch with what you want to say. Yeah. But they also it's talk, contagious as well. It's fun. They it's also say fun. that like he he supplied them with like rocket technology, so he's like he seems to me like a Tony Stark sort of character at this, mm. at this point because he's he apparently has all this this technology that that he's supplying in exchange for yeah them them I guess protecting his interests on the dark side of the moon whatever that is. And he says anyway, I'll, I won't be seeing you again. I'm pissed off, and they they're like you'll be seeing us again. You've still got to supply us with this tech, and then or he, else, or else, and they so very threatening. The smoking guy is, you know, at this point seems like probably the toughest guy in the room, sort of thing. Yeah. So Reggie comes back in and he takes off his jacket and because uh, they say the the they threaten to reveal who we really yeah, is. Yeah, so you're really going like... to tell the world who you really are. So then Reggie, I think that very line that happened and because he's already walked in and it's just like a beautiful exposition dining room scene in a theater production where yeah. you're like oh god i have to retain information and he's like haha well i actually loved kennedy and i have interest in the dark side of the moon and it's this big long list and you're like and you're open steel and then it's like i'll oh, reveal who you truly are and at that point my brain was like no and he t- <laughs> I have checked out. Well, <laughs> I will not be caring. Well, you will be shocked at what you missed after you checked out because he <laughs> said he wasn't just taking off his jacket to fight him. He also took off his face, <laughs> revealing yeah. from the back that he's a fish man or something. Some sort of alien But do you know what? Do you know what? That's when you start showing instead of telling. And isn't that what the medium of... <laughs> Theatre and film is all about. And, and then they, they stop showing and we just hear him. We just, yeah, uh, we, we're on a tight shot of his face mask, yeah. which was very convincing until it's mm. sitting on the back of a chair. And you're like, that looks so real. Yeah, that <laughs> tends to happen, yeah. It's like that movie The Mask. Is it like that? No, it's not like that movie at it's all. It's like Mission Impossible ones. Uh, the, yes. Whenever they've just pulled off the mask, it's like, that is... That looks like a mask you buy at a two dollar shop. Yeah. Anyway, so he kills the rest of the Majestic Seven. We assume. We can only assume. Majestic Twelve. Oh yes. Yeah. So I, I keep now. I keep confusing it <laughs> with the Clash song, The Magnificent Seven. Oh. Or is that a movie that I'm confusing with the Clash song? <laughs> the I'm seventh not sure. Stamp Samurai. The yeah the mag the ma- oh, lucky the number seven. seven. <laughs> <laughs> is that a film? <laughs> number seleven. <laughs> If it's not, it should be. It that is a fun. film. Yeah, I believe Hang you. On. You would so, know. You're a filmmaker. There's too there's much the, Googling on this show. <laughs> there's the hateful... It is a show, 2006. Uh, there's a ridiculous six, the Magnificent Seven, the Hateful Eight, 101 Dalmatians. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a, you it's got a Morgan Freeman, Ben Kingsley, Bruce Willis, Lucy Liu. What a film. And it's called... Lucky Number Slevin. <laughs> The Magnificent Seven is a 1960s American Western film. What am I thinking of? What's the Clash song? (laughs) (laughs) No, they also have a song called The Magnificent Seven. Oh, thank thank God. God. Do they they list the plot of The Magnificent Seven? (laughs) Yeah, it's a really long song. (laughs) So then the episode finishes off. We're back at the commission. Um, 
The handler hears about some news. So someone, one of her bureaucracy workers, well, an alarm, bureaucrats. An alarm starts going off <laughs> yes. because obviously things are not what they should be. Things are kicking off. They've yeah. just seen how that assassination went. Yeah. And it's not clear what the anomaly is, but there's a big anomaly. Like, Is, yeah. it, is they, it the fact? Well, could, all these weird things are happening. And aliens just killed a room full of important people. Is that the anomaly? Well, I figured that what they wanted to happen was that explosion with Vanya, right? They wanted that to happen. Right. And then the JFK thing is in there as an event that has to happen. Yeah. Like they had multiple people on that one. So the anomaly could be that the explosion didn't happen. Mm. Um, but it's not It's not fully clear anyway. Um, and there is a, apparently there seems to be a specific thing that happened that they're concerned about. Um, and the uh, the switchboard operator is there, and, and the handler sort of looks over his shoulder and is like, oh. And, and Have you says, told anyone else about this? Yeah. And he says, no, no one. So she stabs him in the heart, killing that man. And yep. uh, then we cut to the screen and then zoom in on the screen and see it's Sissy's barn where there's a big glow coming out of it, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, and and oh. but, um, and we miss the, uh, the handler makes a call. To recall all their field agents oh, that's mm. right. says we're going to war. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it was like, well, wait, what does that mean? Oh, yeah. and then the episode ends with a Gerard Way song called Here Comes the End. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, what other? So we also had Dancing With Myself by Generation X. Oh, oh yeah. I Front, loved that. Fronted by uh, Billy Idol. And, uh, yeah, that was... During the fight with five and five, yep. yeah, bit of fun. Yeah. I like. I think in the first, the first season, I loved the five fight scene that was set, set to Istanbul. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was fun. I remember that one came on. I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> I like this. It's a bit silly. It's a bit yeah. camp. I'm gonna have fun. What did I know at that point? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, I I was meaning to bring this up earlier, but um. The main actor of the show, plays Vanya, uh, came out as Elliot Page since our last episode as well. He caught up with that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, And uh, he's already had his name changed in the credits and everything. Yeah, Um, although I didn't see that. It still said Ellen Page on my, when I watched it. Oh. But I did read that they were going back and changing it. Yeah. Um, Well, that's good that should happen. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Good. I mean, on the fandom page I'm looking at, they've already gone through it. Uh, it did make me wonder about uh, Umbrella Academy. I think I did read that um, uh, that Elliot Page will will still be playing Vanya Hargreaves. Yes. Yeah, he's coming back. And I also, so. I think I read that it, it might even be reflected in the show, but that's oh, not right. as yet clear. I think I read that, that that it would continue to be a female character, but um, right. I, I mean, I guess we don't know. They don't start yeah. production on the next season until February, <laughs> so they got a bit of time to to work that out. But um, yeah, mean, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I uh, thought worth mentioning. Uh, now we have um, some feedback. We have there's a form if you will actually pretty much don't worry about it anymore. This sounds like a bloody bureaucracy. Yeah, <laughs> fill out our form. I love a bit of feedback. Love a bit of bureaucracy. It's bloody commission here. Uh, so people can send in messages and that sort of stuff. If we do another season down the track, uh, I'll get it happening again. But um, we're going to record the last episode before people get a chance to give feedback. So don't worry about it now. But we've got plenty to get through anyway. Here's some comments on the episode we've just talked about. Uh, so... Let me see. 
This one comes from, oh, our man Vic- Vicente Chapman Yay! from North Carolina. Uh, Vicente writes, hey, Matt and Evan and Cass. That's sort of implied, I guess. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I took that from their last message. <laughs> Says, hi, isn't it funny how the guy from the Majestic 12 seemed to know about Reggie's true identity and was so cocky only to seem shocked about who Reggie was? <laughs> it was pretty funny how quickly he turned around and how funny is it that Reggie was so mad but still decided to torment Diego with that note. Poor Diego. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> yeah, that that was really strange when he was like, we're going to tell the world who you are. And it's like, I will kill you. Yeah, the, the who I'll I am thing is, is the reason That's why I can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so weird. I reckon the Majestic 12 guy didn't know the full, didn't really know who he was, you know? Yeah. It's like he kind of knew in theory maybe he wasn't who he said he was and stuff, but... um. Maybe it's a situation where he'd seen his true form and he's like, that people will not deal in arms with you if they know. And he was like, oh, he doesn't know I have teeth. Yeah, right. Or like, I'm picturing tentacles, like a Ben situation. Ah. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah, right. It seemed very reminiscent Cthulhu, yeah. of that. Oh. <gasps> Does anyone call him Bentacles? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Missed opportunity if not. <laughs> uh, this one comes from Luke Kamina, uh, bracket. Don't pronounce the I as an E sound, as many people do. It's not how you say it. Okay. Did I do that? Yeah, I mean, you've Kamina. Done it already. Kamina. Fuck. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> Sorry, Luke Kamina. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? I'm just like everyone else. Uh, Luke from Nottingham in the UK. Hey, say hello to uh, Robin Hood and his merry men. If you can <laughs> bump into them. Is that where that is? Nottingham? Sheriff of Nottingham? Um, oh, that's where the sheriff lives. Okay. Well, sorry. If you see the sheriff. Robin. Sherwood Forest? Sorry. Yeah. You know, he's not from Sherwood. Sorry about that. Jeez. I imagine that never comes up. Hey, Luke. Um, <laughs> Luke writes, hi, Matt, and the other guy. Oh, <laughs> come oh, that. Oh, oh. Maybe that, because that, the last time it happened, it was in the reverse. So maybe he's just trying to make me feel better. Right. Uh, first off, I love the pod. Thank you so much, Luke. Mm. I watched the series ages ago, and listening to you guys fumble through it is great. <laughs> in, uh, this, in this episode, you guys are talking about the butterfly effect of old man actor five going back to 2019 and meaning that the events of season one won't happen the same. Oh, man. I did say that. How did yeah. you know? Well, he's like totally <laughs> fived you here. Oh, you know? my God. That's freaking me out. Uh if you have watched the Avengers Endgame, they have a good explanation for this. Oh, so they're, they're using Avenger logic, which is, I think, is kind of what you're talking about, where they maybe it's new realities and stuff. I can't remember. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah. Well, I, I think with so, something I genuinely really love in media is when there's a nice time loop. So if there's a, if something happens and then throughout the course of the film you see that everything everyone did ended up matching perfectly and it's all a perfect loop and then the, everything's a closed loop. Really love that. And with, I just, I, maybe, it, maybe it gets boring after a while. I, I just think it's neat. I, I, I like think it's it. cool. I yeah. like it as long as I, I forget about it a bit and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they got to, yeah. it, it has to be well done. Because otherwise it's, it's like, oh, what was the point of watching everything if we knew it was always going to end up here anyway? Yeah, like you, it's sort of going to trick you a bit. And so I understand why people might not love a closed time loop. I think it's good if it's done well. <laughs> but with this one, I don't. I've not seen Endgame. So is it the idea that they're creating alternate realities, or that 
the reality that is happening at the moment is the only one that exists. Oh, well, he goes on. Let's see what he says. Uh, Pretty much Old Man Actor 5 going back will create a whole new timeline Mm. and will negate the first series because the same events won't happen as Old Man 5. We'll probably tell Vanya that she has powers, etc., which will mean that they won't have to go to the 60s and will create a whole new timeline. Hope this helps and doesn't confuse you more. I'm sat in the van at work killing time. Anyway, keep up <laughs> keep up the work. Oh, normally people say good work. <laughs> <laughs> time travel is confusing. Here's a question. If you were the same age as young five, who would you want playing your older self? For me, Michael Caine. Oh, ah, good one. Uh, yeah, what do you think, Cass? Um... I think it would be funny to give Zoe Deschanel contacts and just have that happen. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of me as a 12-year-old and I was a sweet little cylindrical child. Yeah. But I was, I had, I was too scared to cut my hair into bangs. But I thought they, I thought they looked cool. But I was like, I'm, I couldn't do it. I, oh, I have to have a middle part and hair down to as long as it'll go in no layers. I was just <laughs> sweet, sweet little cylinder. We, if we uh, middle part terrifying Wednesday Adams. One of us has to remember. To, do you have a photo of that, and we can split it with a, <laughs> a Zoe? I'll see if I can find one. Uh, someone will remind you on Twitter. How old is Zoe Deschanel though? She's not that old. She's She'd be mid thirties, forties. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. No, I'd need to find someone older, wouldn't I? Because that five. How old's that five? How old's old five? Old five is got to be in his fifties. 40s? He's, he's grey, like yeah. I reckon but, he's yeah, yeah retirement age, <laughs> fifty-five, sixty, something like that. I'm gonna go with Rod Quantock. Yeah, that's an easy one. He used to be Captain Snooze. He's an Australian comedian, mm-hmm. uh, and people my a lot through my life have said I look uh, like a young Rod Quantock. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, Cass, I'll find a photo of him. Thank you. I'm trying to, I'm trying and failing to think of uh, women who are 50s and in the public eye still. Yeah. Are there any? <laughs> oh, yeah. Rob Quantock. He's pointing at his face in the image, which is helpful for me. Not <laughs> <knowing>. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Rod. Rod. Oh, sorry, Cass. Rob. Jeez. Rod. <laughs> Why? Like, are you trying to start beef with Rod Quantock? Please, Rod Quantock. <laughs> I respect. I respect what you're doing. What about you, Ev? I just think of Matthew Broderick because people think I look like oh, him. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, and he'd be about the right age. He'd yeah. be something like that in his 50s. I'd Ash Naylor is another good one for you. Oh, yeah, Ash uh, Naylor. You mentioned that before. Guitarist. Ash. Paul Kelly's guitarist. Front man for Even. Ashley Naylor. Ashley Naylor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you want to update on Zoe Deschanel? Cass, are you yeah. happy with that? How old is she? Oh. <laughs> Ashley was not old enough. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot the age thing. Zoe Deschanel uh, would be forty. She's forty, yeah, that's not quite old enough. Um, well, you keep thinking on that while well, I read a comment from Joshua from Aberdeen in Scotland, who writes: In this episode, Young Five states that he's only uh, he's old five, only fourteen days older. I like how. From this perspective, the entire events of the show have taken place over two weeks while everyone else got some time to relax in the 60s. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's right. For him, oh, especially, it's yeah. so ha- hectic. He Whereas must be tired. Others have got married and yeah. you know, settled and started cults and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, also, I think Reginald gave them numbers based on how useful to him they would be. Luther is very loyal, so he's number one, despite having boring powers. Oh, it's interesting. I love how every everyone who writes in has got a different yeah a different uh, mm. theory but on the know, numbers. Like, would he have known that before? Yeah, how early did he give them their numbers? I feel like it's got to be more arbitrary than that. That my theory is it's arbitrary. Someone said it was um, uh, it was based on the microsecond they were born, but we we're like, how would they have known that? Yeah, how would yeah. he? But then, I mean, what we now know of uh, yeah. Sir Reggie, it's like, well, I mean, what? yeah, maybe everything's out of the goddamn window now, yeah, right? Like, true. <laughs> we don't know what he is or how old he is or who he is or why or anything. And was <laughs> it the, the last episode of the first season where he was in this other scene where things were exploding? Maybe that was him yeah. on another planet. But why did he look like himself? Do uh, these fish people get, you know, they grow up and get given a human face to wear? I don't know. The whole rules of this show, I, I don't really get. It very, does very really confusing. go out the window. Yeah, I mean, the fish, the fish thing silly. was weird. Yeah, that felt like a leap. Yeah. 19 episodes in, all of a sudden, this guy we've known as an old eccentric. Yeah. Well, this really turns that up, Evan. You cannot still be saying that Sir Reggie isn't eccentric. No, no, he... that. He's a fish man. That is pretty exciting. Doesn't get much more Is he a fish man or an alien or what is he? We, well, don't, we don't know. know. We don't know. He looks he, like he from has the back, or something. We didn't see him from the front. From the back, he looked like he looked like maybe a fish man. Mm. Yeah. Look, looked wet. I, d- I assumed he was <laughs> an alien. An alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the sea, deep sea, some really... Maybe if you go deep enough, you go up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this message comes from Liz Lefefa from Ooh. Texas. Oh, that's a fun name. Such a great name. And Liz writes, if you haven't discussed it already, I'd love to hear your predictions on what will happen in the season finale. Well, that's pretty... I, w- yeah, we've kind of mucked that up because uh, two of us have already seen it. Yeah. And uh, um, so we we probably can't really do predictions on that, but bloody hell, we can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you so much Liz is a, a patron of, of Do Go On and oh. various shows thank you so much Liz for your support um, yeah we have discussed uh, predictions in previous episodes um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how many of them uh, ring true but we'll talk about that in the next episode Yeah. Mm-hmm. this one comes from Greg Gokster uh, from Hungary and Greg writes, funny story, bracket, at least for me, bracket. <laughs> this season I wanted to say so many things that my ideas stuck in the door in my head. Like the illnesses in Mr. Burns' body. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't sent any messages since the last episode of season one. It was quite a shock when I heard my name during the letter segment last week. That message about monkeys in the Hungarian language, I wanted to send during the first season. Remember that? Uh, he had a... A saying. There was a saying in Hungary. Was it? Was it Greg who wrote that message about uh, a monkey up your sleeve or something? Oh, maybe. Anyway, let me finish this and I'll figure that out. <laughs> oh, that message about monkeys in the Hungarian language. I wanted to send during the first season, and I thought I didn't send it because it wasn't read during any episode. Uh, looks like I chose the wrong season on the form. <laughs> Another topic is. 
that as someone who works at the international company, I can say that Matt's pronunciation of Hungarian words are pretty good. Hmm. Whoa. Hey. That is so great. That's, <laughs> that's made my day. I almost knocked over a bottle of Glen 20. That's how excited I'm <laughs> uh, Stay safe and have a great day. Thanks, Greg. Uh, let me see if I can find that. Uh, oh, no, was it? What was? No, it wasn't. What was the message was? Oh, man, it does not matter. I, I mean, obviously. It'll it matter to Greg. But this is, that was from, this was a different message I'm confusing from Lars ah. in the Netherlands, which uh, was the saying, uh, <laughs> now comes the monkey out of the sleeve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is like, was that like the cat's out of the bag? Yeah, kind of like the... the cat's out of the bag, <laughs> which is very fun. Um, oh no. Why am I, Greg? I want to make sense of what you said. You're doing a control F for Greg? Yeah, yeah. But he sent a few in, so. Oh no. Uh, he, um, he did this to himself. Uh, anyway, thank you, Greg, <laughs> for all your messages. Um, maybe I'll, I'll find it before next week's episode. Um, Okay, uh, do we have time? Maybe one, there's a few general ones that aren't about this episode in particular. Let me see if I can find these. Why? You guys fill for me. Oh, <laughs> Evan, sorry. Evan, talk. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. Does that count? <laughs> that was no good. I thought you were quicker than that on your feet. Evan. No, I'm not quick on my feet. Um, uh, so this is a fun show. Fucking nine, do we know which, episodes in. Do we know which monkeys are the quickest on their feet or apes? I just assumed that a monkey would be the quickest on its feet because uh, they do seem speedier. Yeah, or chimps. Yeah. Would you, the little guys. If you could have one feature of a monkey or a chimp, either or, which would you have? Uh, the tail would be pretty cool. Mm, tail of a monkey would be excellent. If yeah. I just The ability to use your feet like hands like that. I reckon, I reckon yeah. that would be pretty cool because I reckon you could keep them secret in your shoes <laughs> and then the second you needed to be tactile and agile, yeah. you're there. Yeah, yeah. Hang off, by, hang off trees and stuff, oh branches. Oh, my God. I'd feel free. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, it hasn't something, it's not something that's come up a lot for me, uh, wanting to grab things with my feet. Um, sometimes I do try it, like if I'm like, on the couch and my feet are up on the coffee table and my laptop's on or my dog's on my lap or something and I'm like, oh, I don't want to reach and grab the remote. Sometimes I might go try my feet to grab something. But, that, yeah, they don't work well. The monkey feet mm. would be better. The monkey feet would be better. I've got Just... great monkey-like toes. I've got quite long toes. Yeah, you can grab with your toes. Finger toes. i got finger toes. <laughs> nah, look, I wouldn't go that far. But uh, I reckon I could, I could grab a small remote. <laughs> Have to be pretty small, like a marble. I can pick okay. up a marble. Okay. Is that, yeah, is that I, a skill? I reckon that's I reckon a marble's good because it means that you've got sort of a three sixty or one yeah, three sixty grip radius, <laughs> which is pretty cool. I can pick some things up with my feet. I reckon I could pick up a yeah. marble with my feet. I, reckon, I don't think that's all that special to me. I, re- I reckon I could pick up a marble with my feet, but I have smaller feet so my grip my grip radius is smaller, which is more suited to a marble. Uh, if it yeah, was scaled, I'm not sure how well I'd do. Like a bowling ball. That gets harder. <laughs> yeah, I can't get the third toe in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's finish with one last message here. This one's from Andrew Simmons from Landon. And 
Andrew writes, hi, Matt and Evan and Cass. I humbly ask Evan and yours forgiveness for not answering my own question about what hero slash villain to dance with. Remember this a while oh, back? right. Evan's got a rule. If people want to message in a question, they have to give us their answer. If it's like a what's oh. your favourite or what would you do in this scenario. That's good. That's fair. I think so. I think it's very fair. Uh, so he apologises for uh, not coming through with that, but he does say, here's an ape pun to make up for it. So he's, hang on, he still didn't answer the question. Uh, let's see. I mean, I'm I'm only just getting. Okay, the, right. I haven't read this before. <laughs> yeah, this this. You're asking me like I know not how this ends. Not well though. Uh, here's an ape pun to make up for it. My friend did not believe in the existence of underwear for apes. I looked them up on the internet and proudly showed her. I said, "Ha, huh, chimp pants. See." Pause for laughter. <laughs> hey, that actually works. Uh, on with the answer. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. That's kept better. us in suspense. I would choose four mistakes from X-Men so then I can literally dance with everyone in the world. Anywho, great to see you again. Chimpulator. Oh. Hang on, four mystiques? Yeah, so because it's a shapeshifter. How but is that everyone in the world, that's though? Not that's not actually. Well, people one by world. one. Uh, one by one. Oh. So he could take his pick at any time. But that's not actually dancing with anyone in the world because if she's wearing their body, you know, if you wanted to dra- dance with Fred Astaire... You're gonna get a clumsy Fred. Oh right, she yeah. can't. She only She's, takes the appearance, not only, the skills. Yeah, it's it's the skin. Oh no! But it would Andrew. look. It would look like he was dead. It's pretty close to. Oh, so he wants to achieve his dreams only aesthetically. Uh, I think that's what he's saying. Andrew, yes. you have been roasted. <laughs> I don't know what the question was. Uh, if you had, if you could dance with four superheroes or villains. Who would they be? If you you know, because there's been a few scenes. Oh, okay. If it's superheroes specifically. Yeah. Okay. Why was it four? Why did we ask? He asked. He asked the question. Remember? Oh. This is him finally answering his own Why question. Why did he ask four? <laughs> <laughs> this is so confusing. I can't remember. We. Uh, I'm we, sure there was some logic to, each... to it. Well, I think it was because there's five of them dancing in that whatever scene oh, it so was. Oh, so you'd be the fifth. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Yep. Got. Okay. That's okay. It's fine. That's okay. I'm so sorry, Andrew. You've reached out and both Cass and Evan have torn you apart. I didn't know what the question was and instead of learning, I decided to power through with a bad idea. Hey, sorry, Andrew. I, I, sorry, I, Andrew. I enjoyed it and your apology means a lot to Andrew, I'm sure. Um, but that does bring us to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Cass, will you be able to make it back for the final one next week? Which I'll we'll record see what I can soon. do. I'll see what I can do. Awesome. Evan, thanks so much as always. Cast people can find you on the Sans Pants Network. They certainly can. Sanspantsradio.com. Uh, they're all there. The gang's all there. Oh, yeah. Go and check out the gang. <laughs> and Evan Gamey Games got a Christmas special coming oh. out soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're filming it this weekend. It's going to be out next week. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. Check it out. So check that out. Christmas and Gamey. Oh, what a yeah, combo. What a combo. Santa will be there. I oh think. my goodness! Really? We haven't really planned it. Am I? Am I doing a drop in? He uh... <laughs> will ask him. I like to be on the show, and he just doesn't have me on. <laughs> I was on the first two episodes. I used, and then it got real big, and then all of a sudden, the phone stopped ringing. Oh my! Um, yeah, uh, but you, we'll, we'll have you clearly helped launch um, it. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be what it is today <laughs> without the original cast, which is um... me, Demi. And Dave Callan. 
I think. Oh, yeah. Good lineup. Yeah. Hello there. Um, when you go- I'm Demi, Demi Lardner. <laughs> Good. When you Google the studio, when I Google the studio to find out how to get here despite having been here many times, uh-huh. um, that's the photo that comes up. Oh, it's right. a Well, it's a photo of you and Broden. No, it's not. It's the photo oh, it's of Sammy, Sammy J and Broden. Sammy J and yep, Broden. Yep. And then you scroll along. Um, it's got some other pics, and then it's got one of one of the first gaming games. Ah, right. yeah, it's one of the ones on, on Google Maps. Yeah, look us up well, on uh, well, Google Maps. Uh, <laughs> Google Maps studios. remembers better than <laughs> Evan does, apparently. Anyway, that's all we've got time for this week on Primates, and as we always say here. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.